You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of a fantastic movie. Habla una amiga de Orlando. Yo soy. Sí, sí, sé quién es. Lo que pasa es que Orlando se empezó a sentir pésimo. ¡Orlando! Y se murió. ¿Se murió? ¿Son pareja? Sí, somos pareja. transgender singer faces scorn and discrimination after the sudden death of her older boyfriend. The film is starring Daniela Vega and Francisco Reyes. It is directed and written by Sebastian Leal, and it is co-written by Gonzalo Maza. Joining me for this review, I have a very welcome and friendly and just all-around amazing person, guest. He is Eric Anderson of Awards Watch. Eric, how are you today? I'm good. I don't know about friendly, you know, some people might might take issue with that. But amazing, yes, yes. Well, you've got a friend in me, as they oh, would say in Toy Story. Good. <laughs> so I really, really appreciate you coming on to help support me for this review of A Fantastic Woman. I know that it just opened up over here in New York, and not a lot of people have had a chance to see this yet, but some people did get a chance to see it much earlier in the season. It's played at a couple of film festivals We've heard a lot of buzz about Daniela Vega's performance in the film. And overall, I just wanted to uh, start us off of, you know, if you could just tell me your general thoughts uh, on the film of Fantastic Woman nominated for the Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film this year. Take it away, Eric. Oh, my God. Take it away. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy for that nomination for the film. That's that's for sure. And, and I think at, at some point during this podcast, we can kind of talk a little bit about how... You know, Sony Pictures Classics handled this and the awards mm-hmm. trajectory and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, uh, I, I think it's a brilliant film. Um, I, I, I love Sebastian Lelo. I think, I think he's a, a really, really exciting director. Um, and I think he was a really good person for this for this material. Um, I, I loved. Daniela Vega, and I think one of the reasons was because there's sort of this element. If 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 you know what what you're going in to watch, you're you're kind of you're kind of guided by this 
by the the the, the transgender element. So it, you're you're almost distracted by it going in, but immediately you're not because Vega is so captivating and such an exciting newcomer that you you can kind of just dive in um and it it just it it goes all over the place it has like hitchcockian moments um there are you know elements of of the the crying game i think are inevitable um Mm -hmm. but i am just it it's it's all about vega this is her show and it's um it's easily uh one of the the best performances from last year i'm i i'm excited that the the movie merely exists yeah <laughs> you know heading into this film i didn't know the plot actually mm-hmm. um i just knew it was the foreign language oscar you know nominee and Daniela Vega's performance in it was uh, very highly praised and you know she's transgender uh, in the film and I didn't know I had no idea whether or not um, that was something that was integral to the plot itself or if she was just a transgender cast in a role that didn't make mention of that I I had no idea I went into this like as blind as possible because I tend to do that with uh, foreign language films at the Mm -hmm. end of the year Um, I tend to save those in documentaries like to the last minute generally so um, so going into this uh, what I loved very much so was I loved that the transgender element is something that uh, Sebastian uh, ties into basic human rights You know, she is attempting to say uh, goodbye to a loved one and she is hurting and she's feeling the emotions just like all other humans on the face of the planet do when something like this happens. But she's being denied her basic human rights to say goodbye. She's being denied uh, really just common decency and respect. And that theme of acceptance and ultimately how the love between her and um, her uh, older uh, partner, Orlando, it just was something that really, truly resonated with me through Daniela Vega's performance. Like I, you're, you're a hundred percent right in that she is just so transfixing. Um, and it's not a showy performance. It's a very, very internalized uh, performance that is very relatable. Um, I, I felt all of her pain, her grief, and also to uh, her strength and her bravery uh, through this, it was it was very emotionally affecting. I found. Well, I, th- I think one of the great things too um, is with newcomer performances is, is you know they they don't come with with any baggage, so you get to really discover them. And and this is she's just one of those really great discoveries. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think between. Uh, Gloria, this and disobedience uh, coming out in a couple of months. That have you seen that? No, but oh, okay. oh my god, that trailer was like incredible. I'm like, I th- I think we have a a director of women's stories that is going to be on par with like Almodovar with Ooh, yeah. with, with mm-hmm. how much how much women are front and center, how much respect there is for them as characters. I know I mentioned uh, the crying game earlier, but one of the things that really separates something like this from 
from that is the point of view and the point of view in the crying game was was it was you know Stephen Ray's point of view and it was yep. it was his story um and this is Vega's story this is the the story of the the trans person and from from their POV and not everybody looking in on them mm-hmm. um uh even like the 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 way it's it's she's revealed physically is is relaxed and not you know uh oh my god look at that it's it's such a different way to present um trans people in cinema and i I agree with that because there's like a scene where she has to um take off her clothes yeah and i i mean like you know i'm looking and i'm saying to myself god like you know there's a younger part of me that like would not have a problem with this, but because she is so, um, she is so uncomfortable. And because to her, it's being naked now. It's amazing how like my brain worked while watching this. I I was just like, I I felt uncomfortable for her as well. And it's, and it's, it's just, it's weird because to me, it's like, well, that's originally a a man's body and I have a man's body and I I'm used to seeing male bodies at the beach and you know what whatever the case might be and it's like but yet still watching that i was just so uncomfortable and yet it, it, it is because of her performance my god it's because of her performance every like i'm trying really hard not to use the word fantastic in this reveal <laughs> i'm trying so hard uh but she is just so sublime and like she really really carries the whole film all the way through um to make you to make you understand and also recognize um, this group of people that have been underrepresented in fi- in film, you know, and I feel like now we're at a point in our society where transgender people are getting a, a bit more acceptance and a bit more representation uh, within cinema. I mean, I saw a film at Sundance earlier this year called Assassination Nation that also featured a transgender uh, performance in it as well, and th- my. What, what, what this movie reminded me, though, it reminded me that in a modern day society, um, there's still so much work that needs to be done and just in terms of acceptance. And uh, it, it was heartbreaking. It was really, really heartbreaking at times, the way that she is treated in this film. And it really um, it did a number on me, I would say, at, at a few points. Uh, I was very I was scared. I was sad. Um, this movie really took me through a whole roller coaster of emotions throughout. Well, I, I think it's important to 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 recognize. I mean, uh, we're both white cis males. Um, right. Yeah. Our our perspective and our our experience is can only be what what ours is. Um, so. I, I always say there are there's two there are two things that I that I need when I go to the movies, um, uh, you know unless it's you know something like Blade Runner or whatever and it's just really great looking. Um, I I need to feel like I'm seeing representation of myself, and I also need to see representation of something that is so completely not in my purview or. Mm-hmm my point of view yeah. um it's 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 the easiest in 
to try and have empathy um, and understanding of somebody else. Um, but I mean, even even that said, this isn't like a a dry or a droll or by any means preachy movie. Um, it has these fantastic flares. There it is. Um, oh my god, when she's like walking against the wind, that dance sequence. Oh my mm. god. Oh my god. Yes. It's 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 never less than. Uh, exciting and and Th- those two I moments uh, going against the wind, the dance sequence, those work for me. What didn't work for me? What I actually didn't like? I I, I didn't like that she was having visions of her of her uh, deceased uh, partner Orlando. Mm-hmm. I, that didn't work for me. D- did you like that device at all? It's it was fine. It's um it's it's not exactly the most original. <laughs> I think that's where yeah, device I think that, used. It's it was pretty, just like, oh come on, we're we're gonna do this, really? But, you know, um, but I, I I didn't I didn't mind, I didn't really mind sure. that much. I mean, like a, a couple of grievances I have with the film, nothing really big. Like uh, in the beginning, I was trying to figure out like who were these characters, what's the story. I felt like it just took a little bit to kind of get going. Um, because also too, I didn't know if the film was following, um, Orlando's perspective or if it was following hers. Cause we first start off the film from his perspective. Mm-hmm. So I was a little confused, uh, by that initially in the beginning. And then I do think the third act, uh, loses a little bit of narrative momentum, but I understand that the reasoning for that is because, um, it's trying to put you within her headspace a bit more. Um, and to reflect on what her internal thoughts might be given the situation. Um, you know, the scene, I, I would say this, the, the middle of the film, uh, when she's meeting up with the different family members that either disrespect or respect her, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's actually the, probably the most exciting part of the movie for me because I just loved seeing uh, the varying degrees of – uh, respect that she was shown as a human being or lack thereof. Uh, but in the third act, I, I just kind of got the sense of like, okay, when is this ending? What is going to be the ending? I, I don't know what's, what is this building up to at this point? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, one, one of the things too, I, I, I think is, is important since we are also, uh, Americans is understanding, uh, how LGBTQ people are, treated and represented in other countries and just what the legal ramifications are as well as as moral sometimes you you know we're talking about countries that are extremely extremely religious um chile is happens to be a country that has a pretty good um uh lgbtq uh legal rights um and i think it's just like adoption and marriage right now which is the next step um but but otherwise it's you know civil unions and kind of what the united states and individual states had for a while um so it is it's great to kind of see um a, a movie that is a that represents a stepping stone uh not only cinematically but as for what the country is moving towards as well um it's it's i i I don't think i could have 
watched it without a little bit of of understanding of what that is too. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it kind of it kind of helps move that forward for yeah. me. What did you think of the uh, classical dreamlike score that was used in the film? Uh, I, I, I liked it. I liked it f- fine. There's um, uh, yeah, it was it was fine. <laughs> yeah, like as because she uh, and also too, I wanted to tie that into a little bit about how she. She, she she's actually a really well-known singer yeah and they use that to great effect in this movie yes um, the opening scene uh and the closing scene especially mm-hmm. i mean the closing scene just like <laughs> i was like i was like my god this woman <laughs> i was like i love this you know it's just amazing um and i think that's like part of the part of the reason where i fall into how this film is very I almost got the sense that I almost wanted it to be a musical. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, but not like in a musical, like happy sense. I just kind of, I, I think I just wanted more. It, you know it, what I mean? Because it, we have dance sequence and you know yeah. what I mean? It, it could have. There's, uh, I mean, you know, using, <laughs> using you make me feel like a natural woman is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a little on the nose, but at the same time, uh, I, again, I was I was okay with it. I was okay with yeah. it because I, I just think that that he's a, a director with with the right hold on the material and and the right tone. Uh, to, yeah, to pull I, it I think off. that's. See, for me, I almost think that like the tone uh, might be a little little too all over the place. I think I think that's my. I think he's got a hold of the character. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got a great hold over the performances and uh, conveying the emotions of which. But I, I almost there were times while watching this where I, I almost wished it was just more of a straightforward drama without the fantasy elements. And you know what I'm saying? So I know that works for some people. Maybe it was just uh, I, I don't know. To me, it just didn't feel like it totally did fit. But I'm glad that, you know, you you definitely enjoyed it. But that that's what I mean. I think a straightforward drama could have come across a little preachy. Um, oh, okay. And 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 too serious. Yeah, yeah. That's like you're, you know, you're sitting down for the foreign film where you're going to learn your lesson. <laughs> and you know, documentaries can be like that too. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's always great to be able to learn something, but it's a really fine line, I think, for a director to be able to present something uh, that is, you know, a moral or. Uh, a story to learn from and not do it in a way that underlines, you know, here, here it is. And here's how you should feel. It just, it just kind of, it just kind of skates along and gives you, you know, very pungent uh, points of, of realness um, with just the amount of physical and verbal abuse that she has to go through, which I mean, some of it is just, bracing mm-hmm. um but understanding too that any individual's life is not entirely made up of that it's there's there is more to that and like you said she is a an actual singer incorporating that as uh, a a big focus point of the story was a perfect decision um and allows that it allows the um uh, 
the happiness of that to come out and the freedom of that, uh, as well as just some really good music and sequences. Uh, you were mentioning the crying game earlier. Um, you know, one of her allusions to another film that I got out of this, I don't know if you, you know, maybe got the same thing, or maybe if you can understand where I'm coming from with this, uh, there's a scene involving tape that yeah. reminded me of the elephant man. Huh. Uh, okay. And I, I, I just thought about like the uh, idea of dehumanization and how the rest of the world does not view her as a human being, but she obviously is. And her defiance and her bravery in the face of everybody telling her, no, you can't do this is a direct representation of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just found that uh, aspect of it very interesting, especially because um, uh, just involving the tape itself, I, I kind of got like that visual representation of almost like, look how ugly and deformed uh, this person is viewed by these people. You know what I mean? And yet they can't see the true beauty that uh, is clearly there. It, it was very, uh, it was sad for me. And I, I like I said, that, now that I say that, like, do you, do you see where I'm coming from with that? Absolutely. I, th- I think that is a really, really great insight that when she is all taped up like that, that 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 can absolutely represent how how she's viewed uh, from the outside. I, I think yeah. that makes a lot of sense. I, I, I think that's a great observation. Thanks. Um, <laughs> now I don't want to pat myself on the back anymore. At this point, I want to uh, give it over to you to just go over uh, final thoughts on the film. Uh, a grade out of 10. And usually we talk about Oscar potential for films, but in this instance, we don't have to do that. We know it's nominated for the Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film. So final thoughts, great out of 10, and whether or not you believe it's going to win the Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film. Oh, goodness. Um, well, um, out, out of 10, I would probably do a, a, an, an 8.5 for it. Um, I... I, I, I really hope people find it and search it out. Um, it just opened this weekend. It's only in five theaters, so it's, you know, obviously not going to be in Peoria. But uh, if Sony Pictures Classics, who this could be an entire whole other conversation about how they've handled their movies this season, which has been absolutely horrible. I agree. Um, uh it's like they're just so content to just let things play out. I, I oh my god, I, I, I don't want to get too distracted, but oh my god, I hate Sony Pictures Classics this year. I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. They blew it on like every possible level. But anyway, let's let's focus on what's what's potentially great. Uh, I, I just I hope people search it out, um, and 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 find and find a a, a way to see it. Um, in terms of Oscar potential, um, I actually think that it can win. Uh, and I have it right now in the winning slot. And and that's, it seems a little risky because, you know, we're talking about now the entire Academy can vote on this and, and that gives the potential for um, 
some political decisions, but also it's obviously the most important thing is is just the visibility. Uh, so as long as members see it, I think they can. I think they will go for it. Um, so I do think that it's going to win. Yeah. Before I saw the film, I had the square winning uh, simply because it just seemed like the most popular of the of the five and was the one we've been hearing the most about you know the can winner also too uh the director previously not getting it for force majeure i'm sure people heard about that youtube reaction video and you know i i just after seeing a fantastic woman though um i think that is a story that a sends a better message b is something that people are going to be able to relate to more on an emotional level um, so I think it's going to be the most affecting film, and that is where I believe the passion is going to come from. I think so, too, and I think that's an important part of it. I mean, I think Loveless will be, you know, respected, but but maybe not loved. <laughs> <laughs> um, and They're going to view the square as square, and they're going to view a fantastic woman as fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. I mean, I, I think the square is really great, and it's got some really wild things to say. And I think, I I think, I think that will play well to voters too. I really do. Um, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about, you know, that movie, uh, art and artists being, you know, persecuted and misrepresented. So I think that can be something that speaks really well to the, the Academy. Um, but I do, I do I do feel very good for um, for Fantastic Woman, and I mean partially because of what actually got in and and what got snubbed. So, yeah, no, I I agree with that as well. Um, BPM, <laughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, that's I mean not not even just that, but I mean you know in the fade winning the Globe and then missing out. That's like crazy. It, it is crazy, but it, but it, but it's deserved. I think. Oh no, it's deserved. It's a horrible movie, and I'm yeah. I was super happy that it that it missed. But like that hasn't happened in eleven oh. years. Yeah, some I, I I was looking at that stat the other day, and it, it's definitely uh, not unprecedented. But yeah, no, it definitely <laughs> the odds the odds said it should have gotten in. Yeah, um, so I definitely think based on what is nominated as well, I I I think if it is just between these two films. Um, a fantastic woman is the one that ultimately goes goes the distance. Yeah, the I think end. I think it benefits that movie uh, tremendously. Absolutely, um, I too am kind of in that range as as far as a score. I'm an eight out of ten on this. Um, I think it's a very strong film, and it's something that is definitely worth seeking out. So I echo everything that you just said a minute ago in regards to that. Um, it's a beautiful film with a truly, truly, truly great performance from Daniela Vega. I mean, she is, she's reason alone to see the film. I mean, she blew me away with this performance. It was so, so, uh, so emotional. Um, but not in a, like you were saying before, not like in a preachy, Oh, look at me. I'm acting sort of way. Um, it just very humanistic performance. That was one that was very easy to grab onto. And I just wanted to give her a hug. You know, I really did. I just want to give her an Oscar, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. All right. Any, any other final thoughts or no, just, I, I hope people search it out. I hope it gets at least a, you know, a medium release and, you know, once it's gone from theaters, 
search it out on Amazon or Netflix or wherever it ends up showing up and just see it. I'd love to see her get cast more. That that is that is the one thing that I'm hoping will come of all this. I, I would love to see her in more more roles beyond this. Yes, I I agree. Yeah. Alrighty, cool. Eric, can you tell everybody where they can find you on the internet? Sure, at awardswatch.com, um, on Twitter at awards underscore watch, and Facebook and Instagram uh, at awardswatch. I am a huge fan of Awards Watch. I. <laughs> I lurk on the forums a lot. I also uh, follow Eric's work extensively, and I am a huge, huge fan of everything that he does over there. Um, Eric, thank you so much for coming on the show. Everybody thank you for having me. me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? Thank you. <laughs> Everybody can find me on the social media networks at Next Best Picture. You've been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast and our review of A Fantastic Woman. You can subscribe to the Next Best Picture podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, and also on CastBox. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Nothing less than five stars is acceptable. Anything with five stars, I will deem it to be fantastic. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and we will see you all next time. Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.